Today is Friday, June 9, 2017. I cannot believe how far we are into 2017 already. Pretty incredible. I am not at work today because the university is closed on Fridays over the summer. And so today I am headed out to Mike's to hang out with my kids all day, which I love doing. I miss them very much over the summer because they spend most of their time out at Mike's. I know my daughter is wanting to go look for a job today. And actually, I want to do the same thing, which is kind of funny. Um, I have found a job opening that I'm very interested in. I'm totally qualified. It's for a senior account executive, uh, public relations, at... Um, a large public relations agency and it's like exactly the same job I was doing years ago when I was at Fleischman Hillard and I'm very qualified for this position. I've read the job description and the qualifications and I'm like, wow, I've done all those things. I could do that. I would love to have an opportunity to get my foot in the door. And I actually know peripherally know a gentleman who works there. He is a vice president. And I'm friends with this person on Facebook and I'm also connected on LinkedIn. Uh, but I don't know him personally. He worked for many years at Dell with my ex, Mike. And so I contacted Mike and I said, hey Mike, uh, guess what? There's this job open, senior account executive, same job I was doing before when we were both at Fleischman Hillard. And there's a gentleman there who's a VP who you used to work with for seven years at Dell. And I said, you know, I'm not asking you to endorse me. I'm not asking you to, you know, sing my praises. But do you think you could make a quick phone call or send an email? that just says, hey there, how you doing? Uh, hope things are going great. Lisa is looking around in the PR job market. Saw you had a position open there. Uh, she doesn't want to be stuck in some online database matrix, whatever. And um, here's her resume. Maybe we can actually get a human being to look at it. You know, something like that. And Mike refuses uh, to do this. He doesn't feel comfortable doing it because he says he hasn't spoken to this gentleman in 10 years. And I understand that. It, you know, I understand that could be a little bit awkward. Um, but you know, if Mike wants to help me, well, he doesn't. That's the thing. He doesn't want to help me. He wants me off his payroll. He wants me to get a higher paying job. Uh, but he won't lift a finger to help me do that, even though he has lots of contacts in our industry. Mike and I both have a public relations background, and Mike has known lots of people along the way in his successful career. And yeah, it's who you know. It's who you know. And you can read articles about this and see all day long it's true. Mike is a um, senior director at General Motors and I think that a person like him making a phone call to a VP at a company like that just saying hey give this woman's resume a look that's all I'm asking I think that 
that would help crack open the door that I can't seem to get open. But Mike won't do it. And, I, you know, I feel like I help people look and get jobs, look for and get jobs all the time. Just, the, just this morning, I was contacted by a former colleague of mine from a school where I used to teach. And he said, hey, Lisa, we need to hire a chemistry science teacher. You know, can you put me in touch with anyone there at Concordia? Or do you know anyone at Concordia that can help us fill this position? And I wrote him back and said, absolutely, absolutely, I will help. And I immediately sent an email to people at my university who would be interested in knowing about this open position because we may have alumni that can fill it. We may have adjuncts who are looking for full-time employment. So, you know, I'm, I'm a connector. I'm helping make this connection. And I need, I need help like that myself. I need someone to help me do that. And I can't seem to, uh, to get that. I've, you know, I, I joined the premium membership, whatever, through LinkedIn so that I can get notices on job openings and see what connections I have there. And I've contacted people in the past, hey, it's, it's me, Lisa, and I see there's this position open at your company and I'm sent my resume and what do you think or, or who can you put me in touch with? You know, I've reached out. I've, I've received no help. I don't know. It's, it's weird. It's like... um. It's like I'm blacklisted or something. That's how it feels sometimes. Because I go to great lengths to try to find a new job. I wonder if I, if I interview poorly. I don't know. Um, I go in to interviews when, when I get when I'm lucky enough to get the interview. I go and I'm dressed nicely. I have expensive shoes, a nice suit. My hair is styled nicely and conservatively and, you know, I whiten my teeth. I try to stay in shape. I mean, I, I try to look like somebody who other people would want to be around. You know, I'm clean. I don't wear heavy perfume. I don't wear any perfume usually. So I don't know what, what the problem is. Um, I think... You know, in, in one of the articles I read about hiring, um, it said that people like to hire people who are like themselves. And I think that's really true. And so when I'm doing a phone interview with the HR person, you know, that's the first person you have to get through. Well, that's the first time that's happened <laughs> as I'm recording and driving. Um, a huge spider was making a web right in front of me and coming down towards my shoulder. <laughs> so I had to hit stop and pull over. Um, I do make these recordings while I'm driving because I'm on the road a lot, driving around, and um, I feel like this is a good use of my time. Anyway, it's very hard to get through the 30-year-old HR person on the other end of the phone, especially if, if it's true that people like to hire people who are like themselves. Um, you know, I don't stand a chance if the person on the other end is 29, 30 years old. So 
if I'm lucky enough to get through the HR person, then I usually get another phone interview with whoever is in the department where the position is open. <clears throat> and I don't often make it past that point. And I don't know why. I don't, I don't know why. Um, the other big issue that I'm still waiting on is I have no word from my university about whether or not I'll be allowed to do the doctorate program. I don't like the way I'm being treated. I think it's unfair to tell me that I'm in and then two weeks later make it contingent, especially after they put the word out publicly that I was accepted, you know, and now what if there's not room for me in the program? Then, you know, what am I, what am, what am I to say to people then? Um, oh, I wasn't worth it enough for them to give me a seat. I, I'm really unhappy about it, and I'm and no one is getting back to me. It's been eight days since I met with the provost to discuss it, and uh, so I'm just waiting on all of this. But anyway, in a in a previous recording, I talked about um, how I was finally feeling comfortable in my new house what I've been living in it for four and a half years and <clears throat> I realized the other day when I went home after work and my kids were not there that you know it's it's not that I'm uncomfortable in my house it's a beautiful house it has all of my wonderful things and it's a it's a great asset to have but when my kids are not there the loneliness and the and the missing them and the fact that they're not there, you know, staring me in the face is so painful. It's so awful to look at their, you know, trophies and ribbons and pictures and their tennis shoes and just all of their belongings around the house to walk around and see all of those things. And they're not there because uh, they're at their dad's is it's so painful. It's, it's the most painful part of this entire divorce. It's, it's so painful. You know, I, sometimes I feel like I could have a panic attack when I'm there and I'm looking around just an, an, an anxiety attack over what has happened to us. I have not even been able to drive by, <clears throat> excuse me. I've not even been able to drive by. I have not, I've avoided it. I've not wanted to drive by our old house where we lived for seven years. We had a beautiful house in Round Rock and the day that I drove away with the moving truck, I've never been back. I've never even been near it. Um, I've driven around it just not to see it because it's so painful. The memory is so painful and that same kind of pain exists when I look around my house and my kids are not there. I don't even wanna be at my house when my kids are not there. I invent places to go and I stay gone as much as I can. I stay with friends. I go out. I go to the gym. I spend a lot of time at Mike's uh, because I don't, I don't want to be there without them. It feels awful. It doesn't matter how nice the house is. If my kids aren't there, I don't, I don't feel good. Um, and I know my daughter's leaving for college soon and that's different, you know, knowing that she's gone and it's for college and that's what it is, that's different. Of course, I will still miss her, but it, I don't think it'll have the 
the weight of regret and disappointment and sadness that it has when she's not there. So I'm very excited about seeing them this morning. I'm going to uh, stop at the grocery store and pick up some stuff to make cookies and I'll bake cookies over there today and just hang out with them and uh, try to be engaged because I love them so much more than more than anything.